So today we will be talking about the use of antibiotics in livestock. Antibiotic use in livestock is generally considered by the CDC to be safe when it's used correctly and when it is necessary. But many claim that this is not true, that antibiotic use in livestock can actually pose a health risk to humans. Here with us today, we have Ms. Rihanna Person, University of Arizona graduate with the MS in Biology and Agriculture. Ms. Person's mother has a dairy farm and meat farm where she has worked pretty much her entire life. Her mother's livestock is generally fed regularly, non-GMO, non-antibiotic use. Also here with us today, we have Mr. Galen Collier, University of Kentucky undergraduate agriculture student. Mr. Collier also has much experience with family farming and is generally used to seeing, used to seeing people use antibiotics in dairy and meat production. So, can one of you all explain to me how this topic affects you? Um, well, I'll go first. Um, I'm this person and I think I'm definitely very passionate about the topic just because I noticed that um, the majority of livestock and um, food that we eat for consumption are in environments that are, you know, just basically prone to spread bacteria, you know? And so I believe that because of that, we are forcing us to eventually use more antibiotics and give those antibiotics more to um, the livestock and what you know what I eventually learned is that the image that I had of farming and a farm of a guy you know a farmer with the hat and he's got his little pig like Charlotte's Whip you know it's definitely not the case these animals are basically in a very very tight space you know beak to beak if it's chicken or turkeys or you know basically in their own feces they are not necessarily in an environment that does not you know, keep bacteria out. And because of that, I believe that we are now having to use more antibiotics. We have to use more to prevent. We have to use more to control the environment. And this is problematic because, you know, I initially didn't know when I began researching about this topic and began learning because on my farm, we didn't use any really antibiotics or GMOs. However, I eventually learned that um, like all bacteria, um, eventually there can be a mutation created in which we call a superbug. And these superbugs multiply. You know, there can be one uh, in the beginning and then in 24 hours, there can literally be, you know, billions of bacteria that have created a mutation to these antibiotics. And once those go out for public consumption, now this bacteria in which our antibiotics can do nothing and they they are not, you know, they can't do anything. Humans eat them. And now they get the super mutated superbugs or the bacteria that does not need, um, that antibiotics do not work on anymore. So now this is where we can, you know, disease can spread. This bacteria can spread. And I think that that's something that is definitely a, you know, a problem. And it can definitely become a big problem in just our everyday life and the food that we eat and the food we consume. So you basically answer why these antibiotics are used in livestock, even though you didn't have much experience on your own farm. Mm -hmm. But a big question is how are 
and maybe you can answer this too, how are antibiotics regulated by the government? Um, do you wanna answer that, Mr. Collier? Okay, so <clears throat> uh, I'm Galen Collier. Uh, from my experiences, um, I was raised on a farm. So all the knowledge I've seen is, is unlike from what Rihanna has said, uh, you know, any animals that we give by antibiotics or treatment was because, was because they had an illness that can only be treated by an antibiotic. Like there's no other way to treat these animals. And if these animals are left untreated, you know, it, it can only get worse. And another argument is that, you know, these antibiotics are, you know, creating these superbugs or these illness, illnesses that can be passed on to humans. But my, my question is that is what can we, what other ways can we treat these animals? So like, I know you're raised on the farm where um, you guys did use antibiotics and this person is not raised on the farm where they use antibiotics. No. So this question is to either one of y'all do you think the use of antibiotics in food animals lead to resistant bacteria and meat that can make people sick? So, okay, I guess what my initial thing that, you know, eventually, you know, for people who really maybe don't know as much about it, the FDA and just America in general has had a long process, you know, of battling with the use and regulation of antibiotics, you know, in the beginning when antibiotics were being used in livestock. So as a general rule of thumb, um, like humans use 7.7 .7 million antibiotics, pounds, 7.7 .7 million pounds of antibiotics just as a, to eat. But animals use 30 million pounds of antibiotics just for animal production alone, just for food consumption. So. Whenever you have that much antibiotics, you know, being given, it's it, eventually a mutation is going to occur. It's inevitable, even in humans. The first person to discover penicillin said the same thing. You know, you know, uh, antibiotics are nothing short of a miracle. They are not like any other thing. They're a societal drug. So they are not like Tylenol. They are not like something that you can take for yourself and you just have, um, you take for yourself. And if you abuse it yourself, then you'll have failure. Like if you take too much Tylenol, you will have liver failure and then you will die like a horrible death. But nobody else gets affected by that. The problem is with antibiotics is once those immunities happen with antibiotics, if you overuse antibiotics and then that bacteria can spread to other people. So now they cannot take antibiotics to get rid of whatever um, ailment they might have that you've passed on. So it, it, it can grow. This is how, you know, people have salmonella outbreaks and all of those different E. coli outbreaks because once the antibiotic does not work anymore, the pharmacists, scientists have to work to try to discover a new one. So, you know, what I was saying is that there is an abuse of of basically antibiotics. It is not all just meant for treatment. Only I think about 20% is meant for treatment. And the rest is for prevention and control. But when you're giving animals that much antibiotics, it is, you know, inevitable. 
that a mutation will occur and a superbug essentially will, you know, will occur. So I'm understanding your stance on the topic. Could you, could both of y'all basically just explain to me your, your stances on the topic? Um, I, I kind of understand already, but. Keep playing. I'm Mr. Collier. <laughs> okay, well, in response to that, I believe it is the process in which, you know, these these antibiotics are administered is the problem that needs to be solved more than, you know, trying to figure out how to combat these superbugs and things that we can't control. And, you know, these animals need antibiotics with, you know, it's just a fact. Like, these animals can't go untreated or you know, these illnesses, these illnesses that they pass in these um, these unsafe habits will so, only get worse. So you think that the only way to enhance meat quality and food production is to use the antibiotics? Yes, but I believe the way in which they are administered is is what we need to change because okay okay we agree on that yeah okay yeah but well because maybe the listener doesn't know like i said the fda has a long process when they first started using antibiotics they did not know just how much it affected that super bugs and these things could become you know immune antibiotic resistant bacteria they you know they didn't really know and eventually the cdc said that because of this bacteria I think the rough estimate is maybe 23,000, you know, people have died from this antibiotic resistant bacteria because once the once it's resistant, there is nothing that even a human can take at that point. So, um, you know, 1950s to 2000s, they allowed the use of antibiotics, but they realized that hey, they they it cannot be the same use for humans and animals. So in 2001 through 2017, basically organizations phased out antibiotics and the FDA said that the only use of antibiotics would be to prevent and manage infections. And you also can now only give antibiotics with licensed veterinarians. And in order to use antibiotics, that has to be renewed every six months. So the food and safety, you know, all of this stuff, basically this process, it took a little bit of time to make sure that now now, you cannot just give antibiotics to animals. You have to have a licensed veterinarian there. You cannot um, give it for growth promotion. And you can't do it, but you can do it for treatment and prevention. Yeah, and I, and I feel that with the, right, with the right amount of antibiotics is, you know, is what these animals truly need. Even the FDA has backed saying that 10 to 12% of these antibiotics is for growth promotion. You know, it's not just steroids, just pumping them to get them out. It's for health and growth um, mechanisms. Uh, you know, and the FDA also has to test these, test these foods and these animals. So there is no way for them to go, for these diseases or illnesses to go about without the FDA noticing or be able to catch before it gets to the consumer. Oh, that's most definitely. The food and safety inspection definitely 
is going to inspect the food. Any food that you eat are definitely safe for public consumption. That's not necessarily the, you know, the problem is definitely the food you're going to eat is going to be safe. Anything that is not, you know, approved for food, it's not going to go out just because of the strict rules that the FDA and the World Health Organizations have to regulate the food that we eat. The only problem is the potential problem, the bigger problem that could eventually happen if all of the meat we have has, you know, super bugs in which there is nothing, you know, we, we really can do at that point. pretty much answered all of my questions um I'm, i clearly see both of you guys' stance on the topic you're in more favor to not have these antibiotics used in animals well but you would rather change the way they're given or the way that they're used well no i really do think that it has to be cut off at the root like i think that we're fixing we're putting I, I believe that people are using antibiotics in a broken system. The way these, the, um, the concentrated um, animal feeding operations that these, these animals are in, you know what I'm saying? It is only gonna promote them having more bacteria and more sicknesses. So therefore, the more, like uh, Mr. Collier said, you have no choice but to give antibiotics to a sick animal. So therefore, I feel as if if we can get rid of the environment that promotes, you know, this such disease and bacteria, we can't have animals in their own feces. We can't have animals, you know, which is the majority of how most animals that we eat is for public consumption. You know, it encourages the bacteria. They are literally just there to survive. In my, where I grew up, the less antibiotics and GMOs, when you give animals space and you give them the, if you get what I'm saying, kind of give them the ability to be free, the, the food quality is much better. So you're talking more about the, the health of the animals. Yeah, because if the animals are not healthy, you're going to, like Mr. Cardi said, you're gonna to have to use antibiotics because people can't eat unsafe meat. With things like pinka, and mastasis, those are things that can be passed on to humans. So therefore, if you can't give, if you cannot make sure that the animals are healthy, then there's nothing we can do. I think if we go back to having farms owned by real farmers and not billionaire you know, corporations, then perhaps these animals will not contract as many diseases. So they will not require as many antibiotics. And uh, I agree with a few of your points. I, I do believe these billion dollar corporations are what's making, and in, in these corporations are putting these animals in enclosed spaces which are breeding these diseases that, that you know, are damaging, you know, the meat and the food. But where, where are we supposed to keep these animals? You and know, that's true that's because definitely true. when you when you're putting adding stress onto animals that also makes meat quality of animals terrible it when does. you're adding stress not just the antibiotics so when you're adding stress to those animals it's going to make the meat quality terrible so yeah we should go back to just those family farms not these big corporations that have all of these animals and they just don't care how they treat them 
and just putting them out there for meat production. That's true. And I definitely, Mr. Collier, the last point you said is definitely accurate. Like I said, there are 9 billion animals in eating a year. There is nowhere for that many cows to haze. So, I mean, there definitely is a problem in the way that we are treating animals. And like you said, that's very true. There is nowhere else for the animals to go. You know, they have to, in some cases, they have to be in those small cases. But I believe that if we give them back, and I think we can both agree, if we put more money and attention on small farmers who have the space, who have the experience of treating animals, you know, they won't be as hostile. The meat quality will be much better. And the disease and bacteria will definitely decrease. And I believe the... I believe the the best solution to this is for farmers and veterinarians to work more closely with each other. That's true. And because there's no way for us to there's there's no place for us to put these animals. And so we kinda have to rely on these corporations to, you know, put them in these enclosed spaces even though it might they might, you know, pick up illnesses or diseases. But the veterinarians will be will be there to help administer the right amount of antibiotics or that's very smart. Yes, so I they, agree. That's very smart. So let me ask y'all a few follow up questions. Y'all basically answered all of my questions that I needed to know. So Miss Person, can you tell me a little bit more about your mother's farm and how things were regulated on your mother's farm? I just wanna know a little more. Yeah, so um, I think the main thing I was able to kind of realize is um, the animals were so friendly. Like, I hate to make it sound like it was a movie or a TV character, but um, when animals are not being in positions where they are being, you know, pumped full of stuff or full of having bacteria a lot, being sick a lot, they are much friendlier. You can go within the pen in which they are, and they, there is no fear of hostility. If you go into most CAFOs, it is actually dangerous, you know. You don't want to go into an environment like that because they are stressed out. They are in these enclosed spaces. They are, you know, freaking out. So you cannot, they will kind of, you know, take that, not really take that out, but they are just not in a comfortable environment. Um, the animals are in comfortable environments. Uh, you kind of get more of a, you get more of a feel for, you can kind of be preemptive on a lot of the diseases. So instead of, you will notice a lot of the diseases before they get too bad to spread to other animals because you are working in a, you know, like more of a close kind of environment. I knew when certain animals were sick, hey, that isn't this animal's personality. They're, I'm used to them being up and about. This one is over in the corner. What's going on? You can go check on that. And um, so that was my experience. And although no, the animals were not, they, they did take a much longer time to be ready for consumption, but I feel as if the quality of the meat was much better. And that's the next question I was gonna ask you. How was the quality? Of I meat? believe the quality of the food that they ate was better, and I believe the quality of the meat was much better. I can see that. Because they, they did take longer to mature, you know what I'm saying? This wasn't one of those situations where they were just, you know, as soon as they were ready to be pumped out for consumption, but they were more in an environment where it, because they were not getting antibiotics and all this stuff, if they got sick, we had to allow them the full time to completely get better, 
to right. heal on their own and then and you know be be ready for consumption but i feel like the meat quality is much better okay so on that opposing side mr collier can i hear a little bit about your family's farm okay so why you say it is the opposite where you know we were treating these animals with antibiotics but only as we saw fit you know we didn't just we weren't just trying to get get these animals in and out just for the sake of money or profit we were we were just trying to get these animals the best treatment that we could offer and, and the quickest yes without you know this process that Rihanna is talking about is it's much longer which you know consumers you you have to get food to consumers as quickly as possible and so with these drawn out processes it might it might hinder you know shortages in you know certain types of meat or these animals which um which we thought was was not good so we would use these use these um so was yeah. I know y'all gave antibiotics to your animals. Was somebody in your family a veterinarian? Uh no, but we but we work closely closer with the veterinarian than, than most than most of these bigger corporations. So So you had somebody in the family coming I mean well not somebody in the family, but somebody close to you that was a veterinarian coming to administer the antibiotics and give them to the animals yes and they were more knowledgeable more knowledgeable than us so we definitely trusted their opinion and trusted you know what their their reasoning for these antibiotics and how much to give and how much not to give and we saw that it, it worked well okay i think that's all i have Thank you for joining me and just answering a few questions I had. Um, that's all. Thank you. Thank you for having me.